the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of the negative news and flashover substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined, news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening, and welcome to yet another edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick, and my co-host Larry Dosham and I have a great show for you tonight. There's a lot of news to get to, a lot going on in the world, a lot going on here locally. But we're going to start out tonight with a very special guest. Larry, would you like to introduce our special guest for tonight's program? Sure, Wendy. Dr. David Black holds a doctorate degree in forensic toxicology from the University of Maryland at Baltimore and is a fellow of the American Board of Forensic Toxicology and the American Institute of Chemists. He joined Vanderbilt University in 1986 as assistant professor of pathology and pharmacology and currently holds appointments in pharmacology, pathology, microbiology, and immunology. Dr. Black is married to former U.S. Congresswoman Diane Black, uh, 6th District of Tennessee, and he also is the founder and president of an organization called Second Vote that we're going to be talking about tonight. So welcome to the program, Dr. Black. Well, thank you very much. And I should have put on that uh, resume that I did my Marine Corps boot camp in San Diego. It's a great city. Oh, fantastic. That's terrific. You know, when I hear words like pharmacology, pathology, microbiology, immunology, I also know that somehow, and before we get into the details of your great organization, you still find time to support medical, dental, or vision mission trips to Guatemala. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's through our Rotary Club in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Uh, We've been traveling to Guatemala for many years. Diane and I have been on over 15 medical mission trips to Guatemala. We love the country and the people, and uh, yeah, we have an opportunity to give back. Uh, we do a lot of charitable work here in the United States, but uh, that's a country that uh, is special in our heart for many reasons, but uh, they need assistance, and uh, we've been blessed to be able to give back, and our Rotary Club has really provided a lot of services, uh, primarily dental, but vision and medical as well. Uh, David, could you tell our listeners about your organization, Second Vote? What led you to found it? And could you tell us about the work of Second Vote today and what are some of your successes? Sure. Uh, The concept of Second Vote is that we all have a second vote. Uh, Our first vote is in the ballot box, but the second vote is the dollar we spend or we donate or we invest every day and uh but most citizens today do not realize or patriots is how our own money is being used to attack our values 
And the manner in which our society is structured today, a lot of our money is ending up in the hands of corporations or nonprofits or investment firms where uh, money, these organizations are giving money to radical groups that are attacking our uh, Judeo-Christian values. It all began, Diane and I always go to church uh, on Sundays, and then we go after church to do our weekly grocery shopping. In late 2011, we were at the local grocery store. I was asked at the cash register to give some money to Martha Dines, which I did. We got outside, and Diane asked me why I did what I did, which is certainly not an uncommon thing for a wife to ask her husband, but in this instance, it was pointed, and she, uh, I said, why shouldn't I? And she said, well, a bunch of dimes works for Planned Parenthood. And uh, I would have had no idea of that. I was really startled. And subsequent to that, I just began to ruminate on what else I might not know about where my money is going. And then in early 2012, pulled together some young, conservative, technology, uh, Christian individuals, we spoke about the issue and developed a plan um, to begin to conduct research into then it was just retailers and uh, corporate social activism, uh, focusing on, you know, what is Walmart doing? What is Target doing? Uh, Amazon was not the big thing then, but we've now researched over 3,000 organizations, principally for corporations. Uh, we have had successes. Uh, in fact, now in our files, we have two letters from the March of Dimes telling us they no longer work with Planned Parenthood and that they no longer work with abortion providers. Um, and they specifically sent that letter to us so we would change their score. Macy's Department Stores, uh, our followers, through our website. Our website is set up, and there's a much bigger story on our research and scoring, but our website is set up so you can directly contact a company that may be funding the attack on your values, and we have six different values that we track through our research, and of course life is a big issue. And so our followers were really badgering Macy's to just continue funding Planned Parenthood or abortion. And uh, right before Christmas of 2018, could be 2017, I think it was 2018, we received a request from Macy's to change their score on life, on the life issue, from a one, which is direct involvement and donations to abortion, to a three, which would be neutral, uh, because they were discontinuing uh, doing matching grants to their employees or funding directly uh, any abortion. Uh, one of our bigger success stories is Target. Uh, when Target adopted the transgender bathroom policy, uh, this would have been around 2017, uh, they uh, became very public with that. Uh, this happened not long before Christmas. It was right before Christmas of that year. We launched a campaign, which was doing something we really don't typically do. It was really a boycott. It was anywhere but Target for Christmas. We set up a special landing page. We had over 4 million visitors. And in that cycle of Christmas, we brought down the revenues a billion dollars, and uh, their stock price came down about 15%. And when I say we, I don't mean just second foot. We work with other great conservative organizations like Heritage, Family Research Council, AFA, and other organizations. And as uh, but we identified the strategy, we identified the messaging, and we pushed back. Uh, another real quick success story has been United Way. 
when we first began focusing on United Way, there were about 86 or 87 chapters that were funding Planned Parenthood and abortion. Each year we have a United Way report that goes out. We've now reduced that 86 number down to, I think it's around 45 to 47, somewhere in that range. Wow, great. You know, one thing we were wondering is um, you've no doubt been keeping up with Disney, for example, and some of the choices that they've made recently. But how have big corporations in general, Walmart, Coca-Cola, and of course now Disney, you know, their politics has to impact the customer base, as you're pointing out, including the stock options. Is that a trend you see continuing? Oh, absolutely. In fact, the... uh the winds are at their back because of the World Economic Forum, forum, the movement to a one-world government. All of these activities are associated with a worldwide movement, which is a worldwide movement of the attack on faith, primarily Christianity, and also on American capitalism and on our American Constitution, which, which grants us uh, rights and privileges from our founding fathers where the Constitution is based, is biblically based, and our freedoms come from our Creator. So, uh, how has this happened? It's happened over many years. Disney, all the focus at the moment is on Disney and what they're doing with grooming young children and really setting the stage for pedophilia. But we've been tracking Disney, and for years they have scored badly on our uh, scoring. They, for instance, if you're concerned about gasoline prices, Disney helps fund the radical environmental groups that stop the Keystone Pipeline, that are saying that we should not continue to uh, drill or recover carbon fuels. And they have supported cap and trade, which again is a worldwide piece to that one world government. So Disney has been doing that, but Disney also supports sanctuary cities, open borders. Amazingly, Disney has supported abortion by the organizations that they support. And, you know, at some point, somebody at Disney's got to start asking themselves, what in the world are they doing? Their customer at Disney is a child, and here's a company who has children as their future customer, and they're killing them in the womb. Uh, I cannot imagine that Walt Disney would have ever uh, considered that part of their corporate uh, charity or their corporate mission. Well, I agree. Uh, David, before we, we're kind of getting a little bit short on time, could you tell us how people can reach uh, you, either your website or however you like to do that? Oh, absolutely. If you come, Our website is uh, Second Boat with a numerical two. It's secondboat.com. And uh, you can come on, you can get access to what we call composite scores, uh, as a subscriber, which is $50 a year, and then as an investment council member for $1,000, you can actually get to the basic research. But uh, this is a very expensive process. This takes a lot of uh, resources, and we have seven Ph.D. economists working on our team. So if, they, if folks would come, take a look, and support us if you can. Great. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, it's been a great conversation. We are going to need to take a short commercial break, but there has been so much breaking news this week. Do not touch that dial. You're going to hear about some more breaking stories you won't want to miss. You're listening to Today with Dr. Wendy. Back in the class.
News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick. So we always try to hit the highlights, and there is just no denying that whichever side of the fence you sit, whatever side of the aisle, whatever your political persuasion, you have to admit that it was a very historic week this week because, of course, we had uh, judge now to justice Jackson uh, really making headlines in a lot of different ways. Nomination to confirmation, by the way, in just six weeks on the fast track only to have to now cool her heels because, of course, Justice Breyer is still on the bench until after this term, late July, or I should say late June, early July. And then, of course, uh, then Justice Jackson will hear her first case in October. So it's kind of like she is, you know, watching from the sidelines, warming the bench, only to finally be able to take the bench in October. But this is historically, do you realize that white men will no longer be the majority on the U.S. Supreme Court, which, of course, is more reflective of who we are as a nation. We now have two African-Americans, four women. I mean, it's really a series of firsts. Another first, and I know you know this, is Justice, soon to be Justice Jackson, actually served as a federal public defender, which is some valuable experience her colleagues didn't have. Also, ironically, led to some criticism from uh, from the right. But however you look at this uh, from whatever side, it doesn't change the political ideological bent of the court. It's still a 6-3 supermajority conservative. Um, but, Larry, it is also true that, you know, we're going to continue to have the same blockbuster cases coming down the pike, and you just have to wonder whether or not that it's going to make any difference in that respect, uh, whether she's, now that she's been confirmed. I'm like Dr. Martin Luther King in the sense that we should not judge people by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Uh, I love Justice Thomas. Uh, I'm worried about we're just selecting people because of their gender or because of their skin color. I want the person that is best qualified. And in my mind, I'm very worried about this uh, because uh, when she is asked to define what a woman is, she couldn't do that or she refused to do that. Obviously, she knows Uh, the fact I think that's bad for women's sports which really, really troubles me, what's happening to women's sports with this transgender invasion. I'm also concerned about the black babies. It's a fact that most abortion clinics are in black neighborhoods. So basically, I think I know how she's going to come down on the court. Uh, I just long for the day that we will not base anything on skin color, just qualifications, and people will be even-handed, and they will go by the Constitution. That's my hope. All right. Well, I'm going to lighten it up a little bit because, um, you know, Saturday weekend, all the rest of that stuff. Uh, I don't know whether or not you grew up eating at Burger King. I know you like pizza, but I think you also might like hamburgers, right? Of course. Okay, good. So Burger King is now the subject of a lawsuit, and it has to do with which sandwich do you think? What would you guess? might be something somebody might sue over if it's not as big as they thought it was going to be. Oh, could it be, I don't know, a hamburger? 
Uh, the Whopper, not the okay. but the Whopper. So okay. this is an interesting lawsuit. Um, size matters, according to consumers. They're basically saying, look, this hamburger um, has been marketed as being enormous, and it's not. The lawsuit goes to show that, uh, I guess, post-2017, they're alleging that the advertising doesn't really match the meal. Now, I don't know whether you've ever been told your eyes are bigger than your stomach. You know, you order all this food and you can't, can't get to it. This lawsuit tells me some people want to get exactly what they see. <laughs> you see a big hamburger, you're really hungry, you order something called the Whopper, you expect that to be a big burger, right? Reminds me, you and I growing up, you probably remember this, the Where's the Beef commercials by Wendy's. I do. That, that would be like Wendy's advertising Where's the Beef and then not having a big patty on their own hamburgers. So, Larry, it's really a suit about deceptive trade practices. But as a practical matter, I mean, how do you prove something like this? I mean, don't we all go to restaurants now and then and see all these wonderful photographs of the food? Do we really always think that what comes out of the kitchen matches what we see in those photographs? Ralph, when I first heard about this, Wendy, I, I, I flipped out when I heard about this lawsuit. And yes, it looks like Burger King has got itself in a real pickle with <laughs> with this one and probably doesn't relish the fact that they're going to have to pay a lot of lettuce to some cheesy law firm to defend themselves. But I think the whole matter probably is overblown. Uh, but I can remember, Wendy, when I was in L.A., working in L.A., they had these giant In-N-Out Burger billboards and they had a three-dimensional hamburger with steam coming out of it. Now, I didn't even think, didn't cross my mind to sue. It just made me hungry. I said, where's the next In-N-Out burger? That's the way I felt about it. So it sounds like you and I have both been holding food court for years now, sort of thinking through some of these issues legally. Let me toss something else out there, which I think is interesting. Okay, Burger King was always the have it your way. Remember that? But why should we be surprised that there are lawsuits given um, that things aren't as big as they're marketed when beef and other uh, consumables have gone up so much in price? So the very first thing I thought is, you know, we live in a day and age with inflation Food and meat prices are very high. So if you're advertising a big burger, but that's not actually what you're delivering, that might matter more today in sort of this post-pandemic supply chain world with inflation than it did back when you were in college or law school. Although In-N-Out Burgers, wow. I mean, I still remember that like it was yesterday, the signs that, that you're talking about. Uh, but anyway, um, besides, the, uh, besides this tasty meal on the docket, I know you have uh, some more that you want to get to today as well, as well as, you know, legal issues really kind of always take center stage, but there are some I know that are near and dear to your heart. Right. Yeah. I'm still doing this series. I call it Annie Shall Know. And today's topic is who's in charge. So on last week's show, I defined dystopia as the imagined world or society in which people lead wretched, dehumanized, fearful lives. And I made the case how America is headed towards this dystopian world. And I also mentioned how Obama, uh, just before he was elected in 2008, before a huge audience, a stadium, he said, we are just five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Well, he's back. On Wednesday of this week, uh, April 6th, Obama returned to the White House. 
the first time he since leaving it in 2017 to tell the benefits of his signature health care law. And what was so interesting, he was surrounded by adoring fans, Press Secretary Jen Psaki, Vice President Harris, Chief of Staff Ron Klain. And it was obvious that he was the star of that event. And poor... President Biden, he kind of wandered around. I think a lot of people have seen this video in the background, almost like he was a waiter making sure the chairs were arranged correctly. And um, so it, it does bring to mind who's in charge. Now, uh, we don't have time to go into this, but but it's basically part of, I, I think there's a lot of behind the scenes thing, and we'll have to explore this in a future show, Wendy, but there's a lot of people, I think, that are telling him what to do, and I think we have deserve, we deserve to know, as Americans, if there's a shadow government running this thing, because we're in serious times with the war in Ukraine, with the pandemics and so forth. We need a serious leader, and I have so much more. It's all connected to the World Economic Forum. Uh, by the way, and um, it's, it's something I want you to, to know about. There is a thing, it's the World Economic Forum, I've talked about it before, Klaus Schwab, he's the founder and president of the World Economic Forum, it used to be the Bilderberg Group, and it's said that basically all the world leaders from Biden, Trudeau, Macron of France, Johnson of Great Britain, Zelensky, even of Ukraine, are all front men for the global Great Reset. And Biden's sources uh, have been have said that basically Biden listens to Obama. Well, uh, uh, Mr. Obama listens to the World Economic Forum, and uh, there's a lot of sources that, that show that's that's so. And I want to introduce you to a new person that you should look up. This is so important, people. Who does Klaus Schwab listen to? Who is does he listen to? Well, there's a gentleman. He's a young man. His name is Noah Yuval Harari. It's almost like Ferrari. It's spelled H-A-R-A-R-I. You need to look him up. He's the master mind behind uh, Schwab's demented ideas. And basically, uh, when Schwab talks about we need to lead a fusion, there's going to be a fusion of physical, biological, and digital identities. Basically, he's getting that all from this Mr. Harari, this young man who's the genius behind all this. So we should look him up and and know about him. And then there's another guy in France who's kind of a prophet, too, that uh, Macron of France listens to. And his name is Jacques spelled J-A-C-Q-U-E-E-S, Atali. And those two masterminds are basically what's driving this whole world reset. So I just recommend that our listeners look at, look them up on the internet, find about what they're thinking and saying, uh, because we need to know about this, because things are changing, even going to a digital currency very soon that can be cut off with a flip of a computer program. And so we need to know and- about this. That's true. And on the home front, as we prepare for uh, an Easter season, Easter egg hunts, coloring eggs, chocolate bunnies, all the wonderful things that we love about Easter. Also keep in mind that prices continue to rise. So if there are staples that you can buy along sort of along the lines of what Larry was saying, advanced planning, never a bad thing, buy them now. Look for those entry items that have long shelf lives because I don't know about you, every single time we go to Walmart, things either aren't there or 
they are much more expensive. So I hate to end it on a note like that. I mean, gosh, I am the silver lining of the show. But let's say, given the Easter spring season, let's warm up to the fact that this is a time to, to really celebrate a new season, fresh new ideas, new beginnings. And let's always make it that every day, right? God says my mercies are new every morning. So with that, I want to thank you for joining us on another exciting edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. Please join us next week. Have a wonderful week and God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.